0: Welcome to a new month. Hopefully, you guys are taking advantage of the fact that it's expired Palooza. Obviously, yesterday and today, in the beginning of every month, there's lots of new expireds. And welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, Julie.
1: Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure, and happy November to you as well. As you said, expired Palooza. There's a myth out there that nobody wants to list during, you know, certain times of year and you guys use that myth no matter what time of year it is. Okay? Whether it's spring they wait till summer. In summer they wait till after summer. In fall they wait till the holidays and during the holidays it's the first of the year. So just remove those excuses from your brain and concentrate on people who are actually motivated. Have to sell sellers, especially expireds, will absolutely relist within just a few days of expiring. These are people who know that they were expiring and are already setting up those appointments. So to blow off that opportunity any time of year means, oh, no, that's okay. You keep that commission. I don't need to help you. Even though I claim to be a trusted real estate advisor and sell houses for a living, I just don't see how you can live with yourself not going after expireds. Maybe I'm I agree completely. And,
0: and No, of course not. And so here's the bottom line, guys. There's two months left this year. Realistically, you're going to be working for another five weeks. Realistically, you're going to be working for another 25 days. I don't know how many months or weeks you're working in December, but let's maybe even add an extra week on there. So you're working for six weeks, and you're going to be working for another 30 days. Uh, is that right? Yes. So on those days, assuming you're not working on the weekends, and I know you, not all of you will be working every one of those days, but on the days, just a reminder that you're going to be working on your calendars. Make sure you put dollar signs on the days you're going to be working and red X's on the days that you're not, and drill down. Make the most of this fourth quarter because it's going to be the thing that's going to give you absolute incredible momentum going into next year. If you're not clear on that, go and listen to the podcast we've been doing every single day for the past 60 days, and you guys will hear us uh, You know, basically uh, – grinding you on those facts so listen november is as we like to do every year gratitude month and in the gratitude month what we're going to do and we're going to show you or tell you more about this on the show tomorrow is we are going to for every single week and the last week is family we're going to give you guys different uh groups of people that you need to be showing gratitude towards and by showing gratitude we literally we want you doing it uh where you pick up the phone or you send an email and you basically say uh, something that 's very, very nice and, and for example, I want to thank you here 's my gratitude to all the listeners. This is an example okay I want to uh, sincerely thank you guys for listening to us every single day for the entire year. <laughs> uh, you a lot of you who have been um, I would say proactive listeners who have become um, you know email us and communicate with us. You guys have helped to enhance our uh, mission, which is to help uh, entrepreneurial sales-minded folks become successful, become rich, where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. The success of this podcast over the last three years and it becoming the number one listened to daily podcast in the real estate industry has given us the ammunition, has given us an opportunity to test out different concepts that have then in turn made uh, Harris Rules the number one international bestseller it is. And we're also uh, just contracted to write another book, which we're hoping to have released uh, next year. And this book is going to be about money. This book is going to be about the essence of – well, Chapter 17 – and uh, Harris Rules was basically about the, you know, actually, you know, the rich part. And so the new book is going to be about the specifics of what you, you know, in essence, comes after Chapter 17 in the Harris Rules book. So it's, we're going to talk really drill down about rich. We're going to really drill, drill down about asset protection. We're going to really drill down about how to accumulate and keep money. We're going to really drill down on all the things that frankly none of us are ever taught. That's what the new new book is going to be about. Uh, it's something that Julie and I talk a lot about with our personal clients because a lot of the folks that come to us are already selling lots of houses and making lots of money. There are also, you know, it's a handful of uh, exceptions, obviously, um, but for the most part, they're people that are already very, very successful. and And those are the conversations that we've had with, you know, that we're going to be sharing with all of you in this upcoming book. But I want to, sh- I'm showing gratitude and thanking all of you listeners for helping to make our dreams come true, and helping us. Uh, live, uh, fulfill the mission that we set out for ourselves professionally speaking at least almost 30 years ago. So for all of you who've uh, been participating and have known us for the past couple of decades we sincerely appreciate you. So that's an example of showing gratitude. Now what I want you guys to do is uh, this week and Julie let's just start, I know you want to do a COI past client uh, topic today but just to mm-hmm. keep things actually you know what why don't we make the COI past client gratitude week this week just so it's in, yes. <laughs> congruent with your topic. But remember today's Wednesday, so that's where it's kind of an overflow thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to make it so that it basically maybe the first uh, – let's just make oh, it yeah. for the first uh, seven days. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Right there you go. Yes. So here, here's how we're going to do it. The, the week of uh, – the last week in this month, which is – obviously, you know, where Thanksgiving is, you guys, that's going to be your family gratitude uh, week. It'll be easy for you to show gratitude towards your family and you can do it in different ways, simplistic ways. Hopefully I don't need to coach you guys on that. So the first week, seven days in essence, is going to be um, your Centers of Influence and Past Client Gratitude uh, Week. Now, write this down. So for the next seven days, we want you all to basically take your entire Center of Influence and Past Client list and we want you to overtly show gratitude, not a big blank a bullshit email. Thanks for making it the best year ever. If uh, so I get another do email that. from one of you guys like that, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, and don't uh, just we, do let, one
1: post on your Facebook page either. That doesn't
0: count. That's just lazy. It doesn't count. So yeah. literally pick up the phone Don't or write a handwritten card, Popeyes. not an email, not a text. Okay. So literally write a card or call somebody who's your center's influence past client, and we want you to make at least three contacts a day and you can thank them for doing business with you this past year, but don't ask for business. This is just you showing gratitude. Thank you for trusting me and, and, and being part of my business. I really appreciate it, I, the trust that you put in with me and allowing me to be of service to you. It, you, know, it, you, you guys can weave something together that comes from your heart and, and do that. So your minimum requirement for this week, for the month of November, which is the gratitude month, is to show gratitude to at least three centers of influence or past clients every single day. Now, um, some of you have massive lists because you guys are selling hundreds of houses. And so you have these really big, big lists. And I know For those of you who are in that situation, many of you guys already have organized systems in place to contact your centers of influence and past clients on a regular basis. You're doing mailers and doing other things, which is great. But what I want you to do is I want you to choose the folks that have sent you a referral Because if you're selling two or 300 houses a year, you've got some folks that basically become your raving fans and they're sending you referrals on a regular basis. You know who they are, so those are the people you show specific gratitude towards. And if you go through that that list because you're supposed to be doing three personal calls or uh, cards per day, then just move on to the other centers of influence and past clients who you know who have at least tried to send you business. One of the things that Julie and I used to do, we had a dry erase board in our office. And every time somebody sent us a referral, even if the referral didn't stick, we wrote it down on this dry erase board, and at the end of the year, we literally drove around with uh, boxes of wine that we put into wine gift bags. You guys have seen these before. And we put a handwritten note with, attached to a ribbon to the wine bag, and then we would go and knock on their doors on Saturday morning. Now, we went on Saturday morning because we knew they would all be there. And we had um, a big, what was it, a suburban or I don't even know what it was, and it was full of booze. If we'd gotten pulled over... We would look like the party wagon. you <laughs> would be wondering
1: what we were thinking.
0: And it was a lot of work. And I remember we were always really glad when we got the last damn bottle of wine delivered. But it took a it, it took us in the entire month, in essence, to get all these bottles of wine out to thank people. And if they weren't home after the second visit, what we do is just leave the wine, you know. But we always did that every single year, uh, even if they sent us a referral and it didn't stick. So you guys get the idea. Have an intense personal, not social network, not SMS, not text, not any of this passive crap. It Actually, go. Go and, and, you know, say, hey, look, you are in, you made a positive impact on my life and my family's life, and I want to sincerely thank, uh, thank you because, it, frankly, it's people like you that make it so that I, I, uh, I love it. You know, whatever you guys want to say. You get the point. But make it heartfelt. So do three to five of those for your standards of influence and past clients. Every single day for the next seven days, and then we'll tell you seven days from now, on, the end, on day eight, what gratitude we're going to be showing towards what group of people. It'll probably be service providers, so it'll be like, you know, other uh, people who are uh, professionals, maybe your mortgage guy, your title guy. So you're going to be doing that the following week, and, and then we'll work on the rest, uh, the rest of the month. But the last month is going, to, the last week over the holiday is actually going to be showing gratitude towards family members, and that you're going to literally send nice letters. You're going to be talking to people. And, and you know, do things that almost make people like the things that you hold deep in your heart that have had an impact on your life. The conversations that you had with your grandma that you maybe uh, never really you know you always think about when you're in a you know maybe a particular stressful situation. And she might not even remember having a conversation with you, but you need to tell her that you remember and how impactful it was on your life. Because when she's not there anymore, you're going to regret not ever having thanked her for having taken the time to help you in that way that when she did. Those are the, That's what November is all about, showing gratitude. So, Julie, did I put you in an emotional state for your content? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, there's I a lot I of – Well, it it is the month of gratitude, and we have to think of family. We think of your neighbors. We think of, you know, things going on with your kids, your parents, certainly your past clients, your center of influence. So what you said at the top of the call I think is important that you separate out all of these different categories and decide – how you're going to show your gratitude, okay? Yes, we have in the background our not-so-hidden agenda that it's nice to get referrals and repeat business, you know, but it's also part of building a better you, of being a great person first so they then, of course, trust you as their real estate advisor and all of that kind of um, good stuff. So well, Showing, showing praise,
0: is- Julie, give, mm-hmm. giving somebody gratitude, it puts, you, it, it puts you in a mental state – where the ego cannot coexist. Yes, uh, and that's this is it. a little bit, this, for some of you guys who are not, you know, haven't studied this stuff, read the book Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Halliday. Um But when you guys are, uh, there's, t- listen, that's not the only book ever written on ego, but that's the most practical book written on ego that we've ever come across. And you guys know Julie and I are all about the practical, right? We don't like talking about the, you know, mental masturbatory yeah. things. Of life that people like to just talk forever about. It's you not know, all when you cosmic book,
1: egoy stuff. It's practical and exactly. applicable. It's real. It's easy to understand. It's not bizarre.
0: You don't have to you don 't have to be eating shrooms to understand it, which is what unfortunately <laughs> a lot of the other a lot of the other stuff that 's written about this top uh, the ego topic is all about and they try to make it so it 's something out there that you can only understand, man, after you 've been on the the shroom for like half your life or you spent you know seventeen years meditating up on some polar rock someplace yeah. no i mean it 's a very practical understanding of what it is. But what happens is when you're showing gratitude towards somebody, when you're saying thank you, when you're actually telling them a story and how they had an impact on your life, your ego literally it's gone, or at least it's so far out of your you know your conscious mind that it's it's incredible, and you feel liberated. If you guys will. Just for a moment, just consider it right now if you had to call somebody or you're writing a letter, a real letter, not just some little bullshit, hey, thanks for the referral, but something where you really are telling them something personal, where you're digging deep, where you're actually being sincere. It, how does that make you feel? Isn't that amazing? So that's the, that feeling, that emotional thing is incredibly powerful. That is when Julie and I talk about being of service to other people. That's the energy that you uh, – sorry, it sound a little hippie there. But that is the energy you tap into when you are – the same feeling of gratitude, that same feeling of showing thanks and being sincere about it. If you can carry that forward in other aspects of your life, for example, when you're prospecting, that same emotion or that same powerful feeling can uh, you can create that in yourself by reminding yourself that you're here to be of service to other people and help other people, and the person that you're about to pick up the phone, uh, about to call, no matter how they react, is going to be somebody that you have an opportunity to help. That same sort of wavelength, again, sorry to sound hippie, is that gratitude wavelength, and your ego does not exist there. And when your ego doesn't exist, that means that the mind the mind junk the, oh, my gosh, what if they say this? Oh, my gosh, what if this happens? Oh, my gosh, what if this happens? or they say this? Or, oh, my, they're going to put me in a situation. They're going to yell at me. They're going to have my, all these I emotions, all these inward directed, you know, panic, fear type things. That's your ego. But if you're in a gratitude state, your ego doesn't exist. Do you guys get the point? Do you guys see it? I, if you don't understand it intellectually, don't worry about it. It's not like Julie and I understood this. We're still understanding it. But you at least can feel the feelings, can't you? Right? So if you're writing a letter right now to somebody who had an impact on your life, if you're saying thank you for the time you've taken, and this is a, these are the couple of the things I've learned from you, and this is the impact it had, something really where you have to sort of like put yourself out there and be really sincere, you know, risk maybe them rejecting you, or, you know, you don't tie yourself to the, you know, they may not ever even acknowledge that you wrote it. It doesn't matter. You're just putting it out there to show gratitude. Just in the act of doing that, you just imagine if you were writing that, How do you feel? You see, that's power right there. That's unplugging the ego, and that's basically spinning up the knob of your potentiality. When you can do that on a regular basis, which, by the way, all of you can, then you'll start realizing how, frankly, small many of you have been, well, how all of you have been thinking, how limited of uh, an existence you've been providing for yourself because you've been living in this fear-ego-based state. So I think I probably tickled the intellectual, uh, you know, Intellectual yes, tickly bone of a lot of folks enough to maybe have them go get Ryan's book and we need to start getting commission on that. But that aside, yeah, so Julie, seriously. let's go through this your your uh, uh, planned agenda and uh, yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah, and remember the prequel to this discussion was what we worked on for a couple of days previous to this podcast. The discussion about using the Ford Memory Jogger that ties into when you're making when you're writing your letters when you're talking to new people. So if you missed those podcasts that is still related to what we're talking about here, just a little reminder of family occupation recreation dreams, that's what you talked about. Okay. So we're talking about expansion of your center of influence, the on purpose expansion, not just running into people and hopefully you'll luck into a lead from them, but doing this on purpose. How do you create a steady flow of referrals and repeat business? Create a 12-month plan so that you can get into action. And out of planning mode and I use this example oftentimes on coaching calls as well as on this podcast but here's a fact when you look at that awesome listing that just hit the market and you look at that listing agent who's not you and ask how did that agent get that listing it is almost always because the seller knew the agent it's unlikely statistically that it came from a postcard, a FSBO, maybe it wasn't expired, but nine times out of 10 is because that person knew them. They knew they were, when it came time to sell their house, that was who they're going to list with. I would add to this, whenever you don't take a listing that you are competing on, and I would throw our grizzled veterans into this bucket as well, when you lose, it's almost always to somebody's center of influence. They knew them from golf, they knew them from their kid's school. You know, they play cards with them every Sunday. Whatever the case may be, they already knew each other. So, your goal is to be that agent. Your goal is to be the one that they know, not the one that loses. Fact: Everyone loves repeat and referral business. If you had to choose what your next listing was, wouldn't it be a repeat or referral? You already know them. Prospect already knows and trusts you, right? So. Wouldn't you always go with that versus having to pay for marketing or take the prospecting time? Everybody wants more repeat and referral. A minimum, here's a fact, a minimum of 10% of your database should be buying or selling with you every year, assuming, and here's the important thing, just having the list isn't enough. 10% will buy or sell with you or refer to you, assuming you speak with them regularly. Many of our coaching clients track closer to 40% of their business to their ever-expanding database. You can only get those results when your regular communication is systematized. I just hung up with one of my private clients in Chicago. She's doing more than 50% of her $30 million in volume plus business from the on-purpose expansion of her past clients and center of influence communication, events, reach-outs, pop-bys, calls, all of those types of things. It only works if you talk to them. So don't just get the list together and wait, You gotta do something about it. So let's do some math here. If you have, just to keep it easy, if you have 100 names on your list, then yearly you should have 10 deals from them. If you don't, then you either don't have a great past client center of influence plan, or you're not working it consistently enough. And by the way, just emailing them is not enough. Now let's expand it. When you build your list to 500 people, you can create as many as 50 or more deals per year when you do this right. Again, lots of our coaching clients have achieved this, but they didn't do it overnight. They didn't do it, you know, as soon as they got their list together. It's something that you have to actively work on. And, Tim, I always lead with this. When agents ask what should their first spoke lead generation wheel be, I always start with this because everybody has a center of influence. Everybody is maybe, maybe not – brand new agents with their past clients but they have maybe past clients from a previous business that they worked just like when you and I got into real estate and our first letters and communication went to our car cleaning and detailing clients that was a center of influence and past clients for us at that time so we start this but this isn't really a set it and forget it this is an ongoing nurturing of them would you agree with that to get the results that they're looking for
0: Right, and not everyone 's going to be necessarily you know the the problem the fallacy basically in just working just to put it out there your centers to influence the past client list is you might have a hundred or two hundred people on your list, and we have Julie mentioned the memory jogger thing on the website to come up with your list, but it doesn't mean that all those people are going to actually have real estate conversations or send you business. I mean a lot of those folks will never send you business, and that's you know it's it don 't just assume. Uh, that you can just basically have a set-it-and-forget-it list of 100. Oh, I got my 100, and I'm going to get my 10 out of it. No, because no. truthfully, you only have maybe, I don't know, maybe 50 of those people that are going to be actively looking or actively talking about real estate. And if they're actively talking about real estate, how many of them are actually going to think of you? And, you know, so the whole thing is kind of convoluted, the idea that you can somehow magically, you know, get uh, you know, all your it business works. from centers of influence and past clients. You have to work the list, and you have to always be expanding the list um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a spoke is what it is. The nice thing about centers of influence and past clients is that, generally speaking, they're easier calls and contacts. As your list gets bigger, uh, we show you guys how to do other things other than calling, or rather I should say we show you how to do things in addition to calling, and um, that's the way you can manage potentially hundreds of people. But every single top producer we've ever interviewed, and you guys know a lot of the Bravo TV stars are our superstars, When uh, you listen to those guys and, um, you know, they always tell you the same thing. After they've been in business for a little while, two, three years, most of their best referral or most of their best business comes from centers of influence and past clients. And that's true. Um, you take anybody 's business who 's selling any kind of consistent volume and you break it down where every single deal came from it 's almost always the same usually, if they don 't work the list they 're going to have maybe five or six percent of their total volume comes from centers of influence of past clients. If they do work the list but they do it passively then you 're going to be looking at like ten percent If they do the work and or they do work their list and they do it passively and proactively, so they do the emails and they do the calls. Uh, but then they do holiday events. They'll do like a, you know, the rent a movie theater out for their their centers of influence and past clients um, for a Saturday, which by the way, guys, is free. If you do that, there's a new Star Wars movie that's coming out in December, which I'm sure my geeky wife will be the first in line to see when she's sitting there with her new iPhone uh, 10. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so here's a little something you guys didn't know. You can actually rent a theater in your town, now it's going to generally be like a matinee on a Saturday, but you can rent a theater, the entire theater, for probably $10 a person, sometimes less, and you can invite all of your centers of influence and past clients, and you can have a uh, you know, center of influence, past client, friends and family appreciation party to watch the new Star Wars movie. And uh, it, the new Star Wars movie is kid-friendly, so it's the perfect type of thing to do that type of event for. So there's an idea for all of you. Well, if you, so if you do things passively, emails and postcards, you're not going to get very much. If you do things proactively where you do emails, postcards, and you actually call them and you do maybe uh, two big events per year showing gratitude, ha, gratitude month in November, then you're going to start seeing the double digits. You're going to start seeing 20%, 25%, sometimes even 50% of your business will come from your centers of influence and past clients. But just the passive stuff alone, everybody does it. And that's the reason it doesn't work. It doesn't really work enough to the point of doing it. You'll get, maybe, if you're lucky, three to five percent from just passive stuff. You actually have to get off your butts and do the real work. Then you start seeing huge benefits from it. That's the way it works, by the way. not just in real estate, but in any business, in any kind of business, no matter what you're selling, whether there's, you're a chiropractor or whether you're selling you know car tires. The way you expand your business, the cheapest way to do it is what I just described. So, Julie, next point.
1: Yes, you got it. So, the next point, we're going to start this uh, now, and then expand on it. So, we're going to start by thinking about expanding again on purpose. Your expansion plan should start today. Over the next several podcasts, we're going to show you what to say, what to send, who to meet with, and how to do it. But I want you to change your mindset from "Oh my God, this is prospecting." oh, I have to talk to people, you know, that normal and weird freak out that you guys like to do to yourselves. Change it to acts of kindness or acts of gratitude. It's the month of gratitude after all. So here's a secret. Avoid dependence on electronic communication. That is not your go-to solution. However, in order for you to have some communication, I'm going to give them some homework and then I've got to get over to Premier. Set up your database. If you don't have a database that you're committed to, we can't do a lot of this stuff. So commit to whether you know, you've been paying for top producer but you don't know how to use it and you need to drill down and figure that out. You can use Mojo Cells. You can use Contactually. There's lots of different things you guys all know about, but commit to one. right? So this is going to create efficiency and organization. Don't have different lists in different places. Point number two, put your past clients, people from your sphere of influence, and adopted clients into this list. Number three, commit to adding at least five new people per week. To this list from your closings, your clubs, your meetings, and your travels. If you're not doing that stuff, go to meetup.com and start to commit to that. And we'll talk about that more on future podcasts. Right, number four, update your list weekly as part of your job. Commit to never letting it get out of control or outdated ever again. And Tim, I think you'll agree that that is probably for some of them a huge amount of homework to get that drilled down and to conquer the database so that's why I was leading with that thought because if you don't have a database the rest of it's not going to make a lot of
0: sense make sense Julie, you need to, get to, you need to get to Premier, absolutely. Yes. So uh, Thank you. by the way, Premier coaching members, it's always best. we found the most productive ones of you who attend the call live every day, opposed to listening to it in replay where you guys actually get direct communication with Julie. You always do better in the program, so you want to try to always attend the Premier coaching call live every day. Um, and number two, uh, your Center of Influence and Past Client list, by the way, becomes the only real asset of your business. Your brand and your fancy website and all your other Mickey Mouse that you basically you know, poured zillions of dollars and in time into has, in essence, no value. Your center of influence and past client list does. We've had many coaching clients who have been able to sell their businesses. Now, granted, it was based off referrals, but they were able to sell their business based on their centers of influence and past client list. What they would do is they would continue to work their center of influence and past client list, and the business that came in off that list would, uh, would uh, basically be... Um, uh, the agent that they sold the business to would then get that business. And then they'd say, for example, for the first year, they'd collect 50% of all those deals. Second year, they'd collect 35%. You guys get the idea. So that's the way you can actually create an asset out of your real estate practice or any business for that matter is by essentially having a really good center of influence and past client list. If you guys need us for anything, we're going to be talking about this uh, more tomorrow. Remember, this is gratitude month. So do not be afraid to show gratitude towards your centers of influence and past clients and do it directly. Do it by a handwritten note. Do it by knocking on their door, by picking up the phone. Show gratitude towards the folks that have had an impact on your life, and uh, you'll have incredible experiences as a result of that. Not to mention the fact that you yourself will start to become dare I say, a better person, because you become part of the solution, not part of the problem. You're no longer a complainer. You're no longer somebody that's basically just focused on yourself and worrying about this, the other thing. You become somebody who's actually giving praise to other people. You become the type of person that I know in your heart you want to be by just simply taking the action of showing gratitude towards other people. So start that today, and we're going to pick up where we left off today, tomorrow. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk on the show tomorrow.